This episode of The Taylor Stevens Show is brought to you by listeners, readers, and patrons. If you'd like to learn how to support this podcast, please visit www.patreon.com slash taylorstevens. This is Taylor Stevens, the New York Times best-selling and award-winning author of kick-ass international thrillers, and this is The Taylor Stevens Show with my good friend Steve Campbell, where we are kicking writing in the butt one word at a time. And in today's episode, we're kind of going to morph from uh, chit-chat right into topic, and the topic is going to be, at least the highest level topic will be collaboration, collaboration amongst authors. And this will get started with a little bit of a chit-chat about a book that I finished over the weekend called Graceless. And that book was written by Wayne Stennett, John H. Cunningham, Nick Sullivan, and Nicholas Harvey. I got the book. Amazon recommended it to me. Um, and as is often the case when they recommend things to me, I really like them. And... This was something I had read books from uh, John Cunningham before. And I know who Wayne Stennett is. I think maybe I'd read one of his books. He's a very prolific and popular um, thriller author. And the, the thing that, that brings all of these authors together is that they write in the South Florida and or Caribbean. And so it's, it's not unlikely that their characters would interact with one another. And in the case of this novel, they did. And in reading, first off, the novel, it was really, it was a fun, it was a fun story. And the way they chose to do it was, was interesting. And you could probably imagine what it was and why they chose to do it. But what was really interesting was at the end, they each wrote a little note about what they thought about the process and how it worked for them. And that's kind of really where I want to get into the weeds a little bit with Taylor about uh, collaboration and some of the value of, of this kind of thing. So first off, Taylor, what do you think about the idea of, of getting together with a group of other authors? And th this probably presupposes that you're an indie published author and you have complete control over your content and your career, and it's not licensed to somebody else and other people don't have the rights and things like that. But I, I'm, I'm sure there are other instances where traditionally published authors have done this kind of thing as well. But what do you think about the idea, if, if you're able to do it, of collaborating with other authors using your characters and their characters to create a single story? I think that, in theory, it sounds like a lot of fun. But Lord, Lord knows how many times I've thought, oh my God, how much easier this would be if I could work together with somebody else and at least, you know, bounce stuff off them. And, you know, or they did this part of the writing and I did this part or whatever. In practice, I think it's a very much a brace yourself type scenario where you could potentially destroy friendships and, <laughs> um, <laughs> and grow enemies uh, unwittingly. It's the type of thing where you would really want to know what you're getting into before before you actually did it. That's my first instinctive reaction. And then my second reaction is, all right, who's the cat herder? Because every story requires some form of structure. 
And it doesn't matter if you've got four really fantastic authors bringing their own experience into the story. There's still someone or someones that has to sort out what that story is, unless it's one of those where somebody writes one chapter, the next person riffs off of that chapter, the next person then has to see where those first two chapters went and then decides where to go with the third chapter. I'm sure you've heard, like, there's games you play that that involve that type of thing, but this is like you're doing that on a much more grand scale. Um, if if you're not doing it that way, then there's got to be somebody who's responsible ultimately for the umbrella that's holding all of this in. And so who who is that? Are they one of the authors? Are they brought on separately as an editor? Uh, like, what's that whole process like? That's where my mind goes next. And then, um, you know, how do you deal with creative differences? Uh the one thing that I know about is I've had one experience with collaboration and it highlighted to me how very much authors do not enjoy having other people mess with their stuff. And I know this from my own personal experience too, in any time my work has been edited or copy edited, I just bristle whenever somebody puts their words onto mine. My words are my own, I have my own voice. And so even though I know that they may have a point in what they're saying, I just, it's like maddening, like on an OCD level almost to hear somebody else's words inserted into mine. So I almost never accept their uh their actual words that are being like maybe you could say it this way and like I most absolutely not cannot say it that way but I will reword it so that your point still stands so when you're dealing with multiple authors every single one of them is going to bring that in to the experience to one degree or another so it's a case of well who's the person imposing the voice on everybody else like you know, I, I would definitely, if ever I was going to do a collaborative process like that, would definitely, based on what I've experienced in the past, want to make sure all of that was discussed ahead of time, that the ground rules were laid out ahead of time, and then take it from there. Because where is the person who can just have somebody else, who can just write a draft and not even care what somebody else does with it after that? So what these four authors did was they agreed kind of on the concept. And the concept was uh, the story would be written in first person. The narrator was a guy who whose wife wound up on a sailboat by herself because he had cracked a tooth or something. There was a reason he couldn't be there. She was going to pick up this new sailboat that they had recently purchased and bring it back. And she disappears. So he goes off in search of his wife to try and figure out what to do. And he's a high school football coach. He has, he has no idea how to track people down. He knows about sailing. He knows about high school. And he lives in the Keys. And that's, that's all is he this knows. A, is this an established character from a previous? No, no, no. Work? No, this, okay, is, so this is a just, new character. They just created okay. a character and created a, a persona that would allow that character, while searching for his wife, 
to interact with the other characters that these authors had created. And so the way they did it was the first person, they, they had the, like the vague idea of the story. They, they, they worked together on who the, the point of view character would be. And then the first person just, uh, and I, I can't even remember in what order they came. Um, the, the first author just wrote the first quarter of the book and it ended with, okay, we know she was here, but she's not anymore. Now she's over there where your character is. So this Nathan is going over to your character to do the next part of the story. And so then that character, so the way they did it was they would have a Zoom meeting between the author who just finished writing and the author who was getting ready to start writing to kind of recap, here's what's happened. Here's where we are. You're on your own. And one of the things that I found interesting in reading the author notes is that everybody but the first guy was like, yeah, I think this is maybe a good idea. I don't know. Yeah, I'll, I'll, yeah, I guess I'm in kind of thing. I'm really busy. I'll be able to get to it in like six months. And what <laughs> happened in each instance was as soon as they got the story, they were so excited. They finished their part in like four days and sent it yeah, to the next person. I can totally see that. I, it makes that like, yep, that's all right on. Um, it, sounded, so, it sounded like a really fun process. And, and one of the things, and I, I should have thought of this, but I didn't. But one of the things an author pointed out, he, uh, and this was uh, Wayne Stennett, whose who's main character, uh, his books are always written in first person. And he says, I've only had one instance where I could have him looking at a mirror in a mirror and describing himself. And he said, it was so cool to have Nathan be able to look at my characters and describe them to the readers. Yeah. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so who was, who was hurting the cats? Who was, was there anybody responsible? There was, for there was someone who I believe, I think, I think it's the guy who wrote the first part was, was hurting the cats, but I'm, I'm getting okay. all of this from author notes. So I, who knows how right, it right. actually worked, but it all came together pretty quickly. Um, it, it seemed like it went together pretty quickly and then they got it edited and it, it, it went out and it, it was done. Um, so but, I think, go ahead. I think that this, this particular experience that you're describing is a little bit unique because in this instance, you had four established authors who are bringing in their existing characters into the story. Yes. So the story allows each one of those contributors to shine with an already established character who is really just visiting this story for a short period of time and isn't the story. It's not about them. It's just they're there in this story. Whereas most collaborations, I believe, I'm just making this data up out of nowhere with gut, so I could be wrong. <laughs> but 78.6% uh, of collaborations. <laughs> exactly. Uh, are generally a, a story that's being done from scratch with characters that are being done from scratch. And it's usually two, two or more authors who maybe have or have not been published, but who've been writing separately. And they're not bringing their own material into the story, their own existing characters. They are bringing themselves as storytellers. Mm -hmm. And so in that case, it's it's going to be very different because nothing already belongs to somebody else. 
So whether the collaboration would be one that ends in friendship or forever enmity <laughs> would have to do with each person's roles, how much respect they have for each other, how much willingness they have to allow somebody else to uh, interject into their story process, because you're not just bringing the words to the page, you're bringing ideas, you're bringing uh, characters, you're bringing just so much more than just the actual words that are being used to tell the story. And so it's it's part of you, just as with everything that you write as an author, it's part of you. You are putting yourself, your soul, your blood onto that page. And it's really hard when someone comes along and says, well, no, I think this is, we could do it better this other way. So I, in, in television, you often get what are called writing rooms, right? Where you have multiple authors, multiple writers coming together to develop a season or a script, whatever. Uh, with novelists, it's very solitary endeavor. We're not used to that. We haven't learned to grow that uh, <laughs> other people intruding on your territory muscle. So it if you have people with complete contributors with complete opposite personalities, like maybe one is very loud and outspoken and the other is more um, introverted and doesn't feel comfortable with conflict. And you put those two personalities together, you're not going to get an effective collaboration unless that's all been laid out ahead of time. And the ground rules for disagreement have been established. You're you're going to end up with one personality who's just this dominating force and the other one who absolutely resents them. I'm not speaking from personal experience in case anybody's wondering if this happened to me personally. No, but I I have often thought about what it would be like going through another collaborative experience where I'm using my own, bringing my own self to the table. And what I learned from the one experience that I had showed me this is what you'd have to be careful of. This is what you'd have to be careful of um, for you, for me, myself, and my own personality. And so I, I still would love to do a collaboration, but the risk of it being a miserable experience is high. And so I would... I think about these things in advance so that if I ever did end up in that scenario, I'd already know how to prevent, to put the guardrails on so that it, it turned out to be, you know, a smooth, smooth experience. So I think that what you're just describing here is so fun and so amazing and also pretty rare in terms of how collaborations work. And just to be clear, I mean, this, a, it was fun, and so I'm sure all of all of the authors enjoyed the process. But this is a, a marketing effort for them, so right, it's okay. it's for authors. It, you you talk about writing from the perspective of the author bringing your talents. When I think of this particular book and a lot of the collaborations uh, that I'm aware of, it's where one audience joins with another. Almost. It's like one author brings in their audience, another author brings in their audience. They write a book, they have a combined audience that's, you know, let's say they, they were equivalent, uh, a combined audience that's double the size. And each of the audiences then is exposed to the other writer. 
And yeah, in, absolutely. In, in this case, what I did as soon as I finished the book was to go out and buy all of the book ones from these authors that I hadn't read yet because I right. was, you were, they were able to put their characters in such flattering lights, even though they may have only had 40 pages to do it. It's, it, it they, they, they wrote their characters in such a way that it's like, oh, th this is a cool, these characters are cool. I want to spend more time with them kind of thing as, as a reader was my experience. And so from that perspective, I think this book works brilliantly. And a lot of, I, I, I've seen this happen, not a lot, but a few times in the indie world where you're able to just take, uh, where, where authors get together, form a blog, and uh, they're, they're doing it because they all write the same kind of material. Right. And so if they work together for a story like this, it really makes sense. And it has a chance to, to be very successful from a marketing standpoint. We do, the oh, company absolutely. that I work for does a lot of collaborations. And many of the most successful collaborations are one where one person with a, bring, with a big audience combines it with another person with a big audience and they tell a great story and the the books just kind of explode it's but are they bringing are is it as are those scenarios slash examples ones in which they are bringing their prior characters no, in or no, are they just are, bringing their own selves and their audience in they're it? bringing themselves their their style of writing and their audiences so if you can if you can get the right mix of styles of writing uh, so say you've got two authors who who write characters who are really snarky and sarcastic. Um, that's a really good fit. And so the 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 readers of both authors will love something like that. So in I, those instances, do you like who's hurting the cats? Is there a third party outside the two that's hurting him or is one of or are they hurting the cats together or is one of the authors? It kind of depends on how they want to work together. Um, and it, it varies. In, in some instances, there are situations where one person develops the story, like very comprehensively develops the story with the help of the other one, and then the other one does most of the writing. And okay. then the kind of the first pass editing comes from the author who didn't write it kind of thing. And then there are others where you're alternating chapters or you might be alternating characters. Um, and and then it just kind of, you know, one person just kind of takes the lead for the series. Right. But is that established ahead of time or is that something that just sort of organically gets sorted out through the process? It, I, I suspect that it happens ahead of time. It doesn't just get sorted out. They discuss it before deciding, yes, we want to do this collaboration. Yeah. They, they know how they want to do it. I also think of the, the James Cameron, not James Cameron, James Patterson style collaborations where... Um, as I understand it, James Patterson writes a very extensive outline for the book, and and then his collaborator does most of the most of the writing, and you know to very specific James Patterson templates. Right, because he's a master storyteller. Yes, and he really like he has a certain way of making sure that the story pace is just you know, I don't want to say relentless because that makes it sound like you can't breathe, but mm -hmm. he, he understands story. And I guess he also understands that the writing itself is not as important as the story, which is 100% true as much as 
people like me who really care about the writing bristle to, to hear it. Mm-hmm. It, it, it is true. The story is what story and characters are what matter more. So it's absolutely a winning, um, a winning formula for those who have the name recognition and the ability to turn their attention only to story and, and not worry so much about the words that are on the page. Um, I'm, I, when I think about collaboration, I think of it more along the lines of somebody who doesn't have a big name, who doesn't bring in, I mean, we all bring something to the table, but maybe mm-hmm. doesn't have a huge audience to bring in. What would that experience be like? I think it would be very different. For example, if, um, uh, an experienced author was working with a less experienced author. It's a power dynamic thing mm-hmm. that could make that a very unpleasant experience for the one without as much to bring to the table in terms of experience and audience, unless they're going into it specifically with the intent of I'm going to learn and I'm going to increase my own name recognition in my brand. So I'm willing to take that junior position and not be offended if something happens. Uh, So I I could see that there would be less, even though the power dynamic would be a little off, it would be something that could really, really work. And where you would have the most tendency to run into trouble is when you have pure equals coming in and going at it head to head because they have creative disagreements. (laughs) Yes. Yes. So, yeah, I think all of those things are really important to factor into the discussion before you even start doing it is to, to take a look at the lay of the land and say, well, where am I in this hierarchy? What are my responsibilities or obligations to the other participants in like, what attitude do I need to come into this? Do I just accept that this isn't really mine, even though my name is on it? Or, you know, um, how much am I willing to concede to this other person who is my equal, even though I might disagree with them? Like, all oh, you got to, all of that has to be factored in because it's not the work itself that would destroy the project. It is the egos and the personalities of those who are involved in it. You know, I've always wondered, uh, um, you may know these people, or you may know one or one or both of them, Douglas Preston and Lincoln Child. You know I don't know them, them personally, but I'm oh, I I the woman who first edited them and was with them for a decade or more is one of my very good friends. So quite familiar, yes. <laughs> okay, I I find it fascinating that they have been able to work together so well for so many years and produce so many great books in different series. And they still, I, I believe each of them write their own things. I know at least what I know at least Lincoln child does. I don't know whether Douglas Preston does. Um, but I, I, and I'm thinking of them because I just got caught up on a series that I was behind with from them. And I, I always enjoy their stuff and I can never tell, you know, where, I can't tell how they work together. I it, it's sometimes it's obvious where you can see, yeah, this person writes this character and this person writes that character, and it's there's an obvious difference. But with them, it just seems entirely seamless. I I could be completely mistaken here. It's been a long time since I've had any discussions about this, and obviously, I wasn't part of discussions with the intent to like take notes or anything, but. If I'm not mistaken, and I very well could be, it's because they have different roles in the writing process. Like 
one might do more of the writing where one might do more of the story building. And okay. so they're complementing each other rather than, I don't want to say competing in the true sense of competition, because that that's not what I mean. But like they're complementing each other instead of both doing the same things for different parts. And then there is always the editor who is the one guiding the story and who's able to smooth things out. Like if there's, um, if between the two, excuse me, if between the two parts, things get roughy rough where you can see the patches, Mm -hmm. the editor is able to see that in a way that maybe either of the two contributors cannot. And so there is a person who's hurting the cats, not necessarily in terms of the story process itself, but after the story has been put together, they're able to see the, the big picture. And then, of course, it goes through copy editing and, you know, everything else. So you would have a much smoother, seamless experience with something as an, audi- as an audience participant and something like that than you would where it's just everybody's writing their own parts. There's also a different form of collaboration, which isn't really technically collaboration, but yet it is. And that's when you have a continuing character or series in which lots of people are writing different books in that. So like Nancy Drew, for example, which is written by quote unquote, Carolyn Keene, that's just a pen name. Like those books were written by so many different authors. And I think Mm -hmm. it happens also with some romance series and stuff like that. And in a way, that is a form of collaboration because as an author, you have to be familiar with the characters that have come, that have, other authors have contributed mm. to that character. You have yep. to be familiar with their the writing styles. Of course, there's going to be a format and a formula that you're expected to follow. It's the only way that those types of stories can manage any form of coherency. But it, you're still collaborating. You're just not collaborating in the moment with another person you're collaborating with what already exists on the page and everything that has come before you Ah, really good point yeah all right well thanks everybody for listening we will be back with you again next week yes we will be and we are open for questions suggestions content line edits anything you've got throw it our way so that we can be sure to give you topics that are actually useful and of interest to you And we will see you here next week.